That's yeah. Tight. So when you were in the mountains, were you scared? <laughs> no, not really. So I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, it varies based on. And hey, Rob, how's it going? Hi. <laughs> I was gonna this say, Jackie, what, did, I, I, did you want to do the show twice again, or did you want to just get all the questions I, I know, out of the way I'm now? Sorry. I get excited. All right, should I wait and we'll? See? Is that how we're gonna approach this now? We're, we're just gonna over. start recording twice, get the practice out of the way, and then we'll do it again. I just have genuine questions. My brother was supposed to do Adirondacks this week. They yes, asked me to do it. I'm like, these are good questions. <laughs> but I was thinking of like, like last time. Like I know Jackie's new with this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so frustrating. Welcome to the Joyful Miles Podcast, the podcast that's all about inspiring you to enjoy life one mile at a time. I'm your host Rob, and joining me this week we have Jackie. Hi everyone. And Laura. Hey, everybody. And we have a special guest this week, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And Chris joined us, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're familiar with the show, on our very first episode uh, almost a year ago. Uh, crazy to think that it's been almost a year uh, yep. when he wow. recapped his experience at the Chicago Marathon. And we brought him on today to talk about uh, another race event he did over the weekend uh, that I think will appeal to a lot of people. And that is the Ragnar Series. If you're very familiar with the Ragnar Series, there's uh, a, a number of different races they run throughout the country. Um, and we brought Chris on to talk about um, that. So, Chris, welcome. Thank you. It's always uh, always fun to be on. Yeah. So, how That's did you... I'm really proud that you were the first, or on our first episode. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pioneer. Friend. He's a celebrity. <laughs> he's, he's the answer to a trivia question. So, there once, we, once we make it big... <laughs> and we got our own I've category on Jeopardy. He'll be the answer. Or the You're like to the, the Buggles of Joyful Miles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone will get that reference. I, I missed it. What did you say, Jackie? The Buggles? Do you the, know what the Buggles? The, the video buggles. killed the radio star? No. No, that's the first video ever on MTV. Wow. Okay. See, we are just a wealth of knowledge here at the, the Joyful Miles podcast. And Jackie's already singing. All right. That was Laura, but that's okay. <laughs> oh. I just assume anytime you hear singing, it's coming from Jackie. <laughs> well, welcome, Chris. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Chris, uh, for those that don't really know or are familiar with the Ragnar series, why don't you kind of give us a, a general overview of how they work? Sure. Um, so the Ragnar series are uh, relay endurance races. Um, there are multiple across the country, and they've gone from... Um, general Ragnar runs they also have um kind of trail Ragnar runs so your regular road races and trail races um I couldn't venture to guess the number that are across the country now and internationally yeah but um essentially they vary from having uh you know they're they're multiple miles you have teams from six to twelve people uh they usually run you know 24 hours give or take um and everyone does different legs different distances and really it's just a fun atmosphere where you're kind of running all day, all night, sleeping very little, and uh, having fun kind of encouraging everyone and cheering people on and chasing people down. Chasing people down. All right. <laughs> so uh, how did you uh, – so where did you do your run? Um, so the one, the Ragnar I did was the Reach the Beach, which is in New Hampshire, and um, this was actually a relay series prior to Ragnar getting involved, so it was kind of an independent relay uh, series, and then it became part of uh, – the Ragnar relay series um, a few years back, not really sure the how many years back, um, but it was almost throughout most of New Hampshire, from the uh, the White Mountains and Brentwoods down to to Hampton Beach. Nice. So, and how did you? So, and you were part of a team. How many on your team? Yep. So we had the full full team of twelve. Um, everyone. Uh, so one of the people that I work with, she um, has done it uh, a number of years, and she's kind of captained them and organized them. Um, so it was a few coworkers, a few of her friends. Her father actually ran. So it was kind of a nice mix of people. Um, one of the people on our team, had, this was their ninth uh, Ragnar. Um, a few people, two, three, four. A couple that this was their second. I was the the soul Ragnar virgin um, on the team so oh. <laughs> that's so nice um, so if, if so did you do you have to know a team in order to get in or if I if I wanted to join a team is that a possibility yeah so you can definitely look around and there's always places that are posting on um, 
there's different forums and social media and things like that where people are looking for additional people. There's a lot of teams that look last minute, you know, when people get injured that they're trying to find fill-ins for legs. So you can, of course, kind of go out there and find a separate team and you'll become fast friends with anyone uh, that you, you kind of run with. Um, so, yeah, you can you can go solo and find another team. It takes a little light work, but uh, having a full team isn't, uh, isn't necessary. Yeah, because I was going to say, how does that work if you don't have a team of 12? Does it affect anything <laughs> yeah. or no? Um, so there's a few different setups. So there's, um, there's what's called, they, they, well, there's two different setups. You can do your general kind of open or freestyle, um, uh, where you have a team of 12, some will have 10, 11, nine, and you, you know, ends up people have to do multiple legs or they'll run through legs and do back to back ones. Um, just either because they could only get that many people or otherwise. And then there's also the ultras, um, which are teams only of six. Um, so they do double the miles of everyone else. So they'll only have one van. Um, I'll take a step back from there. Usually for these races, you'll have multiple vans set up. So you'll have six people, ideally, in both vans. The the courses are set up and um, broken up into 36 legs. Well, this one was anyway. So each person runs three times. Um, and so basically you have your first van with six people. They will run the first six legs, and then you transfer over to the next van, which runs the next six legs, and then go back the other way so in that kind of downtime in the middle uh the van that's kind of the off van has time to go and sleep or get food or whatever it is uh for the ultras they go straight through so they'll do you know um instead of 18 miles or 17 miles 19 miles they'll be doing you know 35 to 40 miles uh you know in over six legs instead of three wow and, and during yeah. that period of sleep are you just sleeping in the van uh so we slept ours was we got about we slept at a high school um, in kind of grassy areas in a field. Um, a got about an, an hour sleep. Yeah, you know, it's good. It's it, there's very limited sleep. People, you you don't get if you can get at least an hour, hour and a half. That's impressive in yeah. these races. It seems like. Oh my god, sounds horrible, <laughs> but sounds like exciting but awful. And like, I just sit here, I'm going like, can I? Would I ever be able to do this? Not even the running part. It's like the van and the sleep part. <laughs> yeah, it's um the sleep part. Honestly, it doesn't really catch up uh, up to you until when you're completely done. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I was you get you get a little punchy, a little loopy there. Um, you know the the towards you know after 24 hours, but you're you're kept busy um, and kept occupied. So it it I didn't feel it that much until honestly the, the the Saturday when I was kind of driving back home. <laughs> right. So I have a question. So from start to finish, I'm, I'm trying not to jump, but like yeah. how long is the process from the first person who leaves till the last person ends? Like how many hours are you doing this generally? Yeah. About? So, so I'll take a, I'll take a step back and give a little breakdown of how um, the setup works for it. So, um, teams of all different speeds, all different sizes, etc. So whatever your your pacing is or speed is, don't be intimidated. Um, so this one is around 200 miles. They actually say on the medal 200-ish miles. Um, and you, they, the way they set it up, so a typical race is right. You have your corrals where your faster people in the front, your slower people are towards the back. Um, this is reversed, and the idea being that you want your slower people at the front so everyone finishes close to the same time. So um, the goal being, so for example, <clears throat> this race, uh, the first legs went off at 6 a.m. on Friday morning. The last legs went off at, th I think the last wave was at 3 p.m. on Friday afternoon. And so the goal was for everyone to finish at Hampton Beach um, between, you know, 2 and 5, 2 and 6 p.m. on Saturday. So um, my group went off, we went off at 1130 uh, on Saturday. Um small grouping so the earlier groups between like 6 and 9 30 6 and 10 they almost have waves that start every 15 minutes um waves of anywhere from 10 8 to you know 15 teams that go off um and then it slowly breaks down so for example ours at 11 30 there was a wave that went off of 10 teams at 11 we had eight people at 11 30 and then the next wave didn't go off till 12 30 and that's based off of you have to submit uh, a kind of a 10k pace for each person and they kind of estimated off that and they're their estimates on uh, pacing is eerily accurate 
um, throughout all 36 legs. It was actually very impressive. <laughs> wow. So How total many teams. Sorry, is that, it sounds like you were just going to answer that. Well, I was going to say the, the total time that we okay. had. So you asked how long it went for, not including you have to go for orientation and all that stuff before him, but total running time from 1130 till we finished was our time was 28 hours and 40 something minutes. Okay. And there's around, I think for this one, there was 470, 480 teams registered. Wow. That many teams? Holy wow. cow. This, this is one of the like bigger, yeah, this is one of the bigger ones, uh, <laughs> bigger Ragnars that there is um, in the U.S. How do they even have enough vans for all these people? Like, what kind <laughs> of vans do people get? You rent them yourself, so you're all responsible for your own transportation, your own food, your own hydration, your own nourishment. Hmm. Uh, that's that's all on yourself. So we had... Um, we had uh, we rented one van, and one of the runners that we had had uh, a minivan as well. So we had those were kind of the two vans that we have. And there's everyone that has their own stuff. There was a lot of you know those ten passenger, twelve passenger vans, some of those larger, um, you know, like Mercedes double height vans. In, in hindsight, you know, you look at those and you wish you were in one of those because they must have been so spacious. <laughs> <laughs> so like a minivan is like not ideal but you do what you gotta do you do right? what you do i mean right because you're, you're basically you're in a van with six people um you know when when your team is running you're in there with five people but right you have uh you know a bag full of three you know a tire for running so three running uh setups and then maybe an extra pair of sneakers just in case you had rain some clothes to wear in between running legs and then food and other stuff so there's there's a lot of stuff piled into this into this van plus on top of that you know any uh props or costumes or things like that that you might <laughs> choose to run with or have put on your car <laughs> can you have an extra vehicle if you want and they have like three three and three or is there is there are they limited to two per team um no you can you i, I i'm not going to speak confidently but i wouldn't it, i don't think it makes a difference you can have as many vehicles really as as you want to kind of run run with you i i don't see why that would necessarily be opposed it's just the way it's configured i think most teams will have their kind of two actual vans uh set up just to make it easy for and, and the the way that it's set up to at the 6 12 18 etc transition spots they're much larger locations so they can accommodate two sets of vans for each team um so for example in our overnight spot where there's a transition you know in the middle of the night those are, like I said, one was a high school, which is a huge parking lot area, so it can accommodate, you know, a couple hundred vans parked in there. Um, one of them was at a, uh, a campsite. Again, a couple hundred vans can be parked in there at one time while people are sleeping and stuff. So, um, you know, that's that's why they kind of have those those other spots. While some of the other smaller transition spots that are within um, one van, you know, those are, are significantly smaller locations where you can fit a couple dozen vans uh, at one time. Do you all bring tents to sleep in? Do people sleep in actual tents? Like, is that another thing you have to pack? Um, yeah, if you want, you can bring a tent. Um, you bring a sleeping bag. You can bring an air mattress. You can bring whatever you want to set up in. Uh, one of the setups in this one in Bear Bear Park, I think it's called. Um, they actually have what they call Tent City. So the Ragnar actually has a tons of tents set up, and you kind of go in and can use those tents if that's that was for people in van one it was kind of set up that that was where the transition was for that so if you were in van one you could go there and sleep uh i was in van two so we did not get that luxury um mm -hmm. but other people yeah they just have sleeping bags and, and tents and, or just you know mattress pads to sleep on some people with the larger vans will sleep in that um you know so it's it's anything goes um i did not have a sleeping bag i regretted that i kind of wish i did in hindsight but again as a uh, a virgin to this, I didn't really know what to expect. <laughs> so what did you have? Like a comforter? Um, so I had a, a blanket and another blanket. Okay. We also put down kind of a tarp on the ground because it had rained the day previously. So we kind of slept on that and, you know, for the, the small period of time. Okay. Yeah. So that next question, sorry, I have a million questions. Sorry, guys. If I'm this is the show. This is great. <laughs> I know, but this is something like I really was interested in it. And I'm just so curious about, um, how well, how was the weather for you guys? Um, unseasonably warm. Mm. So really everyone that I yeah everyone that I talked to that did it last year, I mean, at night people were wearing sweatpants, hoodies, all this stuff. Like then you would really need a sleeping bag. Um, for us on the Friday runs, it was warm, not too hot. Um, the overnight run was fairly humid. 
uh, that I had the next day, the Saturday run was was downright disgusting. It was like 80, de- 80 degrees and 90% humidity um, on Saturday. Uh, not not ideal for trying to, to, to run at a good plate pace after sleeping an hour and having already piled on, you know, 15 miles the day, be- days, day before. Um, so that, that was the weather, I guess. Typically, though, you know, this, this has been a, a cooler weather race where people are, are pretty cold um, at night and sitting in the vans, but not this year. Well, I mean, September in New Hampshire, yeah, I guess you're generally into the 40s probably at night, uh, mm-hmm. maybe even the 30s some nights, but not this year. Uh, so what what about the terrain? Um, was it hill? It was hills. It was was it trails? Yeah. So um, anyone that knows New Hampshire uh, would know that there is a, a quite a variety, but there are a good good set of mountain range and large peaks that run right through the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the first leg of this they actually call it the hero leg um, because it starts at Brenton Woods and it's only two and a half miles, um, but it goes straight up uh, the mountain at Brenton Woods, which is a ski mountain. Um, it goes up for a mile and a quarter and then back for a mile and a quarter. So you're running straight up basically a ski slope mm-hmm. um, and then coming back down it. So you have, you know, a couple hundred foot elevation over the course of, you know, less than a mile. And then you, you run back down. Um, the rest of it, uh, the first few legs are somewhat downhill because they're coming from the White Mountains down. Um, I'd say the majority of the legs, though, after that, up until, uh, you know, the last maybe eight or nine legs are fairly hilly. Um, so obviously I only really know much about my van. I know there's there's one one leg, I think it was like five or four, um, the or runner five or four, their, their second leg that they had, um, it's called like Turkey Hill and it's a nine mile leg and it runs the first mile and a half is all uphill. Um, so you really get to start that one fun. Uh, mine, for example, my first one, my first leg, which was 6.8 miles at like mile four, I had like a 400 foot elevation grade over like three quarters of a mile. Um, and then my night run had a thousand, well, a 700 foot elevation grade over like a mile and a half. Wow. And then it drops off the other side. So, so it, 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 um, Sunday, my calves were hurting a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, from some of those hills, but it's good training. So, you know, that. There weren't any legs that were terribly easy when it, came, it comes to hills, but um, but you know you you kind of push through them um, and you have a good time with it. So good time on hills. I'm no, 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 sounds like an oxymoron you, to me. You commiserate with everyone else. <laughs> well, I have a question. <laughs> when you were running at nighttime, is it completely dark? I mean, you're in the mountains, so how do you see? Yeah. Um, so there are rules for. Um, requirements you have to follow. So, for example, if you have a team of 12 or however many people you have, you have to have that many uh, uh, like vests, like night vests or, or what, reflective vests. So when you check in at the beginning, they make sure if you're, let's say, for example, you have a team of 12, that you have 12 uh, reflective vests and you also have four headlamps, two for each van. So the runner and whoever is going to be running after them also has a headlamp available and everyone has to have blinky lights as well. So if you get out of the van at all during the hours of 6 p.m. and 7 a.m., you need to have one of these reflective vests on. So they take security very seriously. Um, they tell you what side of the road to run on, so everything's marked, and it says run on this side. And if you have to change to the other side, there'll be signs and direct you to the other sides as well. Nothing is, for the most part, um, coned off or anything. So you are just running on shoulders or sides of the roads or sidewalk and stuff. Um, but I never felt unsafe at any point. So to your to answer your question... Um, the run I had, my second leg, which was uh, went off at around 4.30 a.m., you know, it was uh, very foggy, <laughs> but you have your headlamp and, um, you know, you're following a bunch of blinky lights and reflective vests that are down the road, so you're kind of chasing those guys down. Um, and, you know, you just kind of go through. It wasn't, obviously, very busy roads. Um, so, you know, you just see, you, you have to be... You have to be comfortable running at night with a headlamp, or else uh, this this you'll feel a little uh, weird running these, especially with yeah. a lot of these hills and desolate roads. Are you are you, so it's like mountain windy, foresty roads? <laughs> um, some of them were a little foresty. Some were, I mean, they weren't. You weren't like out in the middle of the sticks or anything. You know, you, okay. it's more of roads where you have a house every 
couple hundred feet, maybe. Okay, uh, so there's some sort of civilization. There is something. civilization. So they are quote-unquote neighborhoods um, that, that, that you are running through, um, at least on the legs I can recall from, from the night runs. Any weird animal spotting? I was going to say, I'm thinking bears, like I can jump up and grab <laughs> No, I am. That was <laughs> one of my bigger fears. Uh, we did not see any. Um, I was fearful of that running, but uh, luckily we didn't see any um, uh, on, on any of our runs, which is good. But the the fog was was something else because you you know when you put the kind of that headlamp on, I mean that's such a bright light and it was like reflecting off the fog, so you're just kind of seeing like graininess in front of you, which is a little weird to run. So you're you're not seeing too far in front of you. You know you kind of want to make sure you're looking down just at the ground, and that's about it. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it sounds crazy so um did everyone like i mean get along i mean is it a fun yeah. do you get to know other other teams yeah what point were you, were you uh, getting on each other's nerves yeah like do you have any cry <laughs> any tears any meltdowns no i mean it sounded like uh, i mean there's definitely been some some anger i guess it sounded like in some of the past years or frustration or stuff i can i can you know say in our van everyone was in good spirits the whole time we had um um uh two women and uh four men um one of the women on our team was by far the the superhero strongest person on our team that was like picking off other runners left and right she was she was amazing um and uh yeah, I mean, everyone seemed in, in good spirits, even even towards the end when people were getting tired. Um, you know, you did become, you got to see other people out on the course. So one of the great things is that all the teams have kind of unique names. And the big thing that we didn't talk about is kind of like van decorations. So the big thing you get there um, when you're going to check in at the mountain and you decorate your van. So whether it's just using, you know, the kind of um, glass markers to, to draw like on the windows um, or, you know, putting inflatable things all over your van and stickers. A lot of people have magnets made with their team logos or other things that then they'll put on their van and also slap them onto other vans along the way. Um, okay. Just so then you can pile a bunch of other stickers on the back of your van by the end of your run. Um, there's a tradition where you put everyone's name and check boxes to check off each leg that they've run on there, as well as kind of a window where you kind of compile all your quote-unquote kills. So every time you pass someone, you count it as a kill. <laughs> um, oh my god! So so you kind of get this running running tally um, along the way of, of kills that you have, which <clears throat> comes to a fun little you know uh, gets your competitive juices flowing a little. It's a nice so little distraction. It is it is to count those, and that's why I was mentioning earlier where you kind of chase people down yeah. um, to to flag those. So so you kind of think about that. But there was a few teams along the way that we got to know because again you're jumping from spot to spot and you start with people that are in your, your general pace. So you will see the eight teams that we kind of started with for probably most of the way we saw at least three or four of those bands at all the transition spots. And we got to know a couple of them. Um, our team theme was, uh, we were called team alien attack. Um, I don't know where it originally I was gonna came say, from. Where did the alien thing come from? I, I think they had balloons last year that had these little aliens on it. And they got to be known as that. So they were like, let's embrace it this year. Uh, okay. So we did that. So we had two, like five foot inflatable aliens, one for each van. We had a bunch of these little balloons. We had shirts made. Um, everything we drew on the sides of the vans were alien related. We had posters we put on. We had magnets and all that stuff. So we just carried around these like five foot inflatable aliens and little blinking alien balloons when we got to any of the transition <laughs> spots. So everyone got to know us pretty well. And we would uh, take the inflatable alien balloons. I think we had like 10 in each van. And, and if we found a van with like an open door or window without anyone in it, we would throw one in there and, and leave. Yeah. Um, just so they would, You've they would been have aliens. You've been attacked by the aliens. You've been alienated. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the thing. So we didn't call ours kills when we passed people. We called them abductions. Mm. So, uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was a lot of fun. A lot of Exactly. <laughs> and then do you all like return the van to the rental company with all, all this all You know, I wasn't in the van that was rented, so it wasn't his credit card. Not get. my problem. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine their faces. Another yeah. Ragnar. They must be used yeah. to all oh, these damn Ragnars. That I would be more concerned with the smell in that van. Uh, yeah, that was the other. <laughs> oh that was my, my bigger gosh! Concern. <laughs> and you get six people that have run, you know, fifteen to twenty miles each in the heat and yeah. with all this clothing. Oh my god! The, the smells are are fantastic. 
Well, this leads me to the next question. What about the bathroom situation? Because I just thought of that. Like, where do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> Didn't you see my so, post on the Joyful Miles Running Club earlier? You just pick a lawn. No. And... Oh. <laughs> so it's actually funny. They have in the, the safety as an aside in the safety videos before they talk about not um, doing your business on anyone's lawns or not in, in the woods. Um they, nomad poopers. They tell, nomad poopers, uh, like in Colorado. Um, <laughs> none of that. Um, oh they do. They do tell you. They're like, yeah, don't don't break into people's houses. Breaking entering is still illegal during this race. Uh, so oh so that God. stuff's funny. But uh, to answer your question, Jackie, yeah, they have uh, porta potties at every single transition spot. Um, and you know, the standard transition spots. You know, they'll have six or seven in the larger van transition. So where you go from one van to another, um, you know, they'll have, you know, a dozen to two dozen. Um, so those are there. And if you go out to eat um, or you go to restaurants, obviously you can, can use, use those facilities if you need to. I hate to be okay, so you, you passed by in. some, I, I would completely agree, but they do some good business. Some of these restaurants yeah. up there, like there were some in North Conway um, where they get the, the leg, the van two runners before it starts. And then it's at a transition point, right where van one switches to. So they get both of them all coming there. So nice. that was kind of nice. That's where we started. Had a few beers to kind of kick off the day before we had to run. So that was nice. <laughs> I know. And there's no, so there's no, you don't, you don't have any stops along, like no uh, water stops or anything like that. And no porta pots along the way. And they're not really closing off the road. What about the medical situation? Like what, what if somebody got hurt? Yeah, so they have, uh, so Ragnar has a, a few things. They have an app where you can contact them through. They also have a, a text message phone number. So if there is, um, whether you lose a runner, so it is possible to obviously go the wrong way. Um, that's happened before um, from what I've heard. And so if you can't find a runner um, or there's medical, you text to that number immediately and they'll get back to you. Um, there is medical at each of the transition spots as well, um, if you need it. So the longest uh, the longest leg is 11 miles, but in general, um, most of them are between you know five and eight miles. Um, so you're fairly close to people um, at any point. And then as far as general support, um, for nearly all the legs, uh, there are a few where there's no van support allowed. But all the other ones, what happens is while you're driving, you'll just drive a few miles up the road, pull your van over, wait for your runner, give them water and stuff, and then, you know, move on down the road and, and decide when you want to meet with them again. So you okay. can pull over on the sides of the road for, for that general uh, kind of van support. So when you're um, your team or your van, the other people are resting or whatever, but your van's out there and you're, one of your runners is there, you're kind of near that person. You're not, you're not that, you're not 11 miles away from them. No, no. Okay. So there was only for our van, there was only of the um, um, 18 legs, three of them were no van support legs, um, which means that you, you can't stop along the lines. That's because of town reasons, etc. cetera. Um, but all the rest, you know, I think most of ours were we, we basically said two and a half, three miles. Um, we'd pull over and wait for the runner and give them water or Gatorade if they needed it. And, and that's about it. And um, cheer for other runners along the way and, and scream at them out the windows and things like that. Did it scare you just being that it was your first time to have like a no van support leg? Cause that sounds scary to me. Um, no, I didn't like mind. How long are they? Or are, are there, are there people around in case of an emergency where like you can ask for help, even if it's a stranger? Um, so, so I did get one of the three, no support legs. It was a uh, 6.8 miles. My first one, um, I had water with me. I wasn't terribly concerned. You know, it wasn't a, a densely populated area, but it was, you know, it was still light out. It was around five o'clock. I had went out or five thirty, something like that. Um, so it wasn't that bad. So it was just like being out on a normal run, um, okay. you know, and, and didn't see that many people because it was one of the earlier legs where we hadn't started to catch up to the teams ahead of us yet. So, so looking back, Sorry, looking back, you said you wish you had brought a sleeping bag. Was there anything else as a newbie you wish you would have done different? Um, no, I mean, I think I attribute that more to everyone being very experienced in my van. So um, the girl that was a captain, um, definitely she knew, you know, what she was doing. So she had a binder printed up in each van with all the legs and the maps and the 
uh, pace times for each person and the estimated. So Ragnar does a good job of actually giving the captains what they estimate the start and end times are going to be for each person based off their pacing. And that's when I was saying it was eerily close um, for every single person, every single leg. Like you're going to start at 530, they're going to end at, you know, 615 or, or whatever it is. Um, so that was in every van. So she was very well prepared with that. Um, and we had, you know, a couple cases of water, Gatorade, snacks along the way. Um, so I'd encourage people for that. One of the tricks that um, the, everyone told me about that I thought was great is to pack beforehand all of your, for each of your three legs, pack your clothes in separate Ziploc bags. So that way when you're done, you can throw them back in there so they don't stink everything up as much um, and seal them up. So then you're kind of well organized and have your clothes all in, on, in separate Ziploc bags. Um, and having that extra pair of shoes definitely bring, you know, kind of a, a hoodie, flip-flops, um, which, you know, they all kind of told me to bring. Um, so I felt pretty prepared just because my team kind of knew what was going on. If, it, if this was our first one and we were all newbies, you know, I would that would have been a different story. I would almost say, you know, if you're thinking of doing one of these, hunt down someone that's at least done one or two of them before that can kind of guide everyone else. So if we do a Joyful Miles Ragnar... You would come on and be our Obi Wan, Chris. We'll lose Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, and and Ragnar treats their captains well. So, for example, in Reach the Beach, all the captains got a free pair of Reeboks, which was nice. Well, I want to be a captain. Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) So they definitely did a lot of work, but uh, but they they know that it's a lot of effort. So. Now, before you mentioned costumes, were there people running in costumes? Um, so I guess this one didn't have as many because it was unseasonably warm. Um, there was one team that actually started with us that were dressed, uh, they guess they go regularly and they're dressed in cow costumes. Um, so everyone was dressed in, in like these, uh, you know, your traditional Halloween cow costume and has like the big udders on the front and everything. Um, and so, so we always were, we were joking and pacing ourselves against trying to chase down these cows. Um, (laughs) We unfortunately did not. Uh, we caught up to them in the middle of the night, and then they broke away from us. I think we missed them by like ten minutes at the end. But uh, but those were some that we saw. Um, I had a costume that I was going to try and run in an alien costume in the last leg, but it ended up being way too hot, and I did not want to pass out. Um, so it was like a fleece, almost onesie, which would have oh been ill God. ill-advised. <laughs> um, but the it's vans were, yeah, the vans were where it was great. I mean, there was anything from, I saw a, uh, a kayak tied to the top of a van with a giant inflatable Snoopy in it. Um, there was ones with flamingos coming off it. There are obviously Christmas lights all over these vans. So that's where kind of people go all out kind of decorating their vans. Oh my um, gosh. So, Sounds yeah. Sounds so fun. I would love that stuff. I would you love see? I'd be all over this. We would just be like so carried away. Oh my gosh. We would, we would be, be a We'd yeah, be like... I, I, you got to have a good time with it because, I mean, honestly, like I said, ours was 28 and a half, almost 29 hours of running, and I ran maybe for, I don't know, maybe two and a half, two hours, 40 minutes, if that. So the rest of the time, you know, you're you're cheering on fellow runners, you're potentially trying to sleep, you're kind of just entertaining yourselves. Um, <laughs> so the, the conversation, you know, by the morning when everyone's delirious gets pretty hilarious, and um, you know, cheering on the sides of the road and, and stuff. So um, it's 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 more about the atmosphere and just having fun and almost less about the running. That's kind of you're just kind of pushing through that part of it. What does the finish look like? Um, so the finish for this one was at Hampton Beach. So the last uh, last leg, which is a little over four miles, um, the last quarter mile give or take um is on the beach and when they get close to the finish the whole team's kind of waiting there for them and everyone kind of jumps in and then crosses line together for most teams um maybe there's some that don't but then everyone kind of runs across together and you kind of call out your number they know your team name from looking at the list um everyone gets their their medals and you go over and take a picture um and then also at the finish area there's uh, um, everyone gets kind of a free meal they have beer and swag and all that stuff that you can go buy um and there's kind of a, a party atmosphere live music and all that stuff because i was just kind okay. of wondering where you're not all running together on every leg so it's one team is going to end up running the last leg so i was, I was kind of looking at wondering how that that looked yeah so That's the, the cool. first van yeah the first van goes down um uh head, headed down to the beach before they got there around two hours or so before we finished and they hung out for a little bit and then we all met up when we got there nice were the medals pretty cool, or are they 
you know. They're, like, because you know, you've run Disney runs, so you know what kind of metals we're used to. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty cool metals. Um, they're large. They got some good weight to them. Um, they they sound it kind of. Uh, I think it's um, drive, run, sleep, repeat, um, which is good. Uh, it has the distance and stuff. You know, at least for this one. And on the back, which is kind of cool. Um, but actually, if you put all 12 metals together, it spells out something. So individually, yeah. it doesn't spell anything out. But when you put them all together, it says stuff. Yeah, that's so pretty that's... unique to the Ragnos, right? They have like the, the, those team metals that are locked together. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's kind of cool that everyone, you know, these other 11 people that went through this kind of have a you know a different piece of this metal with them. Do you does each Rangar have like a different metal? Like if you did yours and then say there's one in Arizona, is it the same metal? Um, I think they are somewhat similar in style, but uh, unique to each race. So obviously, they okay. definitely say different things on them and stuff. Yep. They have like the different slogans or, or things. Like I said, this one says, you know, uh, 20, 200-ish miles, and other ones say different things that are, um, you know, hill ones or less than that distance or through the woods or whatever. So. Um, I have a question. So, if um, I keep saying I have a question. If... <laughs> I don't know why I do that. Sorry. Anyways, um, so did you feel like obviously your van, you're, you get real tight with those people because you're with them. Um, mm -hmm. Do you feel like you don't see the other van at all, you know, by the end? Or, you, you know, are you ever around them? Yeah, you don't see them much. Um, so we met up in the morning before we were heading up there. Uh, we drove up separately. Once we got up there, we hung out for a while, uh, saw the first person run, um, chatted and stuff. And then really you only see them two more times before the finish so you really the other van you don't really get that close to um you know you're friendly with them at the different transitions and all that stuff um but for the most part it's the you know other five people in your van or however many that you you develop more of that relationship with how'd you feel i mean i know you had said that you know you really didn't feel it until driving home the next day um, but how did you feel coming out of this race as opposed to other races because this is a little different where you're not running start to finish you're running you're stopping you're running you're stopping yeah did that screw you up a little bit um so i thought i would feel worse towards the end like physically i really didn't on my last leg um i was running just as fast as i did on my first uh first legs um so you know, it, it did feel like these, maybe it's because there is so much adrenaline or you're constantly kind of moving, you know, we had foam rollers and sticks and stuff with us to kind of push out after every single run. So it didn't really get that, that tight after it. I think if you're, you're well enough trained, it's, it's, it's really not that bad at all. I didn't really get stiffed up. I, I did see some people that were on their last legs, definitely that were hurting. Um, and it might just be a, a fitness or training level. Um, but it's, you know, it, a lot of it, what it worked out well for us was that because we started a little later, um, our first legs where we had a lot of energy and really wanted to get going. And I was the ninth, ninth runner. Yeah. The ninth runner in it. So, you know, the day started at 1130, right? I didn't run until 530 that night. So there's this really pent up, you know, six hours right, yeah. plus of kind of just waiting, um, uh, to just want to get going. So, you know, I, kind of flew out of the gun on that one and didn't see that many people but by the next round we went to so kill wise like on my first leg i only saw four people uh killed two people um and the... people. <laughs> um exactly and but then overnight once you start catching up to the the runners ahead of you um i think that helps motivate you so on the second leg i had for example the complete difference i had 15 kills so i saw all these people and you start kind of getting motivated to run after them and kind of chase them um in a sense so it kind of helps push you a little more so i think that that kind of gives you that that extra maybe oomph that you might have needed to to push through some pain or or whatnot mm -hmm. but maybe it's just mental i don't know uh maybe it's you know i, I wouldn't say definitely don't go into this and you know partially trained or else you will really start hurting you know not the first leg but definitely by the end um you'll you'll be kind of walking a bunch of it i would i would almost guess but you've also got a couple of big races coming up uh, fairly soon too uh, was there any concern that this type of a, a race would screw up your training or screw up those races coming up 
Um, no, I mean, I think it, uh, it, it I think it was actually kind of a, a nice, uh, change of pace and compliments. I mean, I'm, like you said, I have a marathon in five weeks. Um, so I ran over these three legs, like 19.4, I think miles total. Um, I would have probably been doing a 16 or 18 mile run this weekend anyway. So I just spread it over, you know, 19 hours or something yeah. like that, or 18 hours, um, with a lot of hills thrown in there as well. So I didn't really feel, you know, I think, um, this week has been a little, it's going to be a little more messed up for me because I was kind of doing a little more recovery the first few days than I would have been. Like, that's what uh, I was kind of thinking of, like coming out of it. Like, is it screwing up your training for these next two weeks that are kind of big on running um, yeah. before you start tapering? You know what? I'll let you know on Saturday <laughs> when I go out for 18. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I went uh, the day after, did a little four-mile recovery, um, did six today. Uh, was still a little tight, but but felt okay. So we'll see. And you're you're pretty athletic and you're fast, but like some of the teams that are a bit slower, what do you think? I know you say it's all levels, but you know, in my head, I'm thinking, am I too slow for this? Like, what do you think? I mean, do people walk part of it? You oh, know, you yeah. go to Disney runs and you see people walking. Is that something you're gonna see out there? Yes, I mean, I saw a good amount of walkers. Um, okay later in the race um so maybe they've kind of pushed a little harder in their first few legs but 100 percent definitely saw some walkers and stuff out there so i wouldn't you know if if i don't know what the average pace is you need to keep i guess you know if, if you're going off at 6 a.m and they want to try and get you to finish by 6 p.m the day later um you know 36 hours over 200 miles someone else can do the math that's faster than me at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um i definitely saw some walkers and stuff out there i saw okay. um all all shapes and sizes of people definitely all skill levels but everyone kind of getting cheered on pushing it through the thing that was awesome too and you know they call it kills when you pass people but most of the time when either i got passed or i passed people you're giving words of encouragement to the person you pass you're, you're not going past and laughing at them or anything you're saying yeah great job keep it up we're almost there you know so it, it is you know that kind of camaraderie that everyone's in it together you know for for one of the legs i ran probably a half a mile with one of the people i was going to pass but they seemed like they were struggling a little and i wanted to take a deep breath going up the hill anyway so <laughs> put the foot <laughs> on the brake a little and, and uh, hung out with them for for you know part of this hill uh and i think that that happens happens a lot in these races so um i i would not be not be intimidated by them you know if you can go out and do a half marathon and and you know, get through it in the required times, I I would say you should be more than comfortable doing something like this. Just, you know, know that you're probably not going to sleep. Yeah, I've always heard that if, you know, if you can do a 10K or you can do a half, you can do one of these. Um, and that, that's kind of the baseline if you can do a 10K. Um, so I guess if you can do a 10K or a half, do it. And let us yeah. know how you did. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, I, I have any, like, other location ragnars on your bucket list like is there another location you'd like to try um so obviously around here in new england uh, i've heard the cape cod ragnar it's supposed to be amazing um it's hard to get into that one it's smaller and there's a lottery to get in um but i've, I've heard that that one is really fun and being on the cape there's probably very little hills so that mm. sounds fantastic uh <laughs> um i know a few people that did the one out in oregon which they said was fantastic as well um, so I'd like to look at that one, but to be honest, I, I would really look into doing any of these. It, it was really that much fun. I don't, I wouldn't do it all the time. Um, it is obviously, uh, uh, quite the investment, <laughs> uh, physically, mentally, time-wise, etc. Um, but in general, you know, I haven't looked too much into all the other locations, but you know, if anyone's, and I was looking to get one up and going and they, they need another, you know, average runner I'd, I'd be happy to jump in <laughs> well we're doing this for joyful miles if anything it would make a great video so this is that, going to happen i can't even imagine these two you you all pick on me these ones are laura and robert are especially robert they're divas i can't even see him in a tent <laughs> wait <laughs> oh, you, oh, i'm yeah. a girl honey okay you yeah but you've told you me you're see, like you i am girl laura that sits there and eats a sandwich <laughs> while a horse is having its butt checked by a vet i mean come on i'm okay i'm good there wasn't that in the race don't worry <laughs> <laughs> okay good well there were right. aliens well there, there were cow udders i'm very familiar with those too i used to know that's true <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, I'll we'll drive just the pick van. Robert then. 
Robert Mr. Deluxe. I here. can drive the van. Yeah. <laughs> the other well, thing that's fun, I will say, the the cool thing that I wish we had done, and and and, and maybe we'll think about it for for next year when we go and do this, because I will definitely be doing this again. Um, is a lot of the teams do at the transition spots where they, you know, basically tag in the next runner, pass off the baton, as you call it. It's a slap race. But people have, like, these elaborate things that they do in some of these transitions. We saw one team that had those um, kind of confetti rocket things that you shoot off on your hands, like the pop bottles or whatever you call them. Yeah. And every time they went to transition, they would shoot one of them off and then put the bracelet on the next person. There were some Aww. people that did, like, joint cartwheels through it. Some people had dances to do. So it is, it is a lot of fun, to be honest with you. How how much does this cost? <laughs> like I mean, I was punchline. How much does this cost? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. how much? That's... Like I mean, because we we know Disney runs are quite expensive. So how much is it? Uh, you know, I don't know if you remember how much you pay to join. And then like how much you know did it cost you for all this the stuff you need? Or is it stuff you have already? Um. So how much did we end up paying? I think. I think each of us paid $175, and that was kind of all in with van rental and stuff. So I don't know how much the actual race registration was, to be honest, because our captain just kind of registered the team. She put the bill at forward uh, at first and then um, estimated kind of based off past years how much it was. So okay. I do not know how much um, they are. But that, you know, compared to a Disney race, that's that's more than reasonable. I was going to say, that's oh, great. Yeah. I mean, to, for, that to, for $175 a person to include everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So we only have to rent one van, like I said, and I don't know what we pay for it. I'm sure it kind of fluctuates in there depending what else you need. But, you know, the, the, the registration total for a team clearly wasn't that high. Maybe more than $100. It's probably $100 per person. Yeah, because, I mean, they don't have to do, if you think about it logistic-wise, yeah, I mean, not, they're not supplying. Um, all they are is kind of coordinating with the transition spots. They're not supplying anything else along the way. Um, you know, it's really just the after party, the start stuff, and, and that's about it. They have volunteers all for everything else, so. Could you get away with a Jeep Grand Cherokee? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not with two car seats not, in the back, no. Not even a Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with the extra, what, well, extra long cab, so. No? Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> you, you need a, a little, little bit of space. work truck. That would work. We're going to fly on the back. There you go. I mean, you could throw some some beds in the back of those things and call it a day. You'll be you'll be good to go. I mean, we we had our setup where one of the seats was taken out of the minivan, so it kind of it gave a like a whole kind of square space on one side, which was large and spacious. We could put stuff, which was nice to have. Um, Did anyone have like a like a Winnebago or some type of motorized uh, camper? I did not see any RVs. Any RV bus um, or something. You know, uh, I saw there was one that had, like, they converted some of those, like, short buses. Um, they had two of those running. So that, uh, like, nice. it was something that they had. I don't know why they had these. <laughs> um, they did not rent them. I was like, well, there you go. But that provides a lot of space. Um, so, you know, you will, you don't want to be too cramped for that long because you are sitting in this thing for a while. So yeah. a little extra space is, is always welcomed. We get one of those VW buses wouldn't that be cool like the hippie peace sign yeah we could be like the hippie team team hippie i love it scooby-doo uh yeah. team set up there <gasps> oh Mr. there you go little we could all be different ones <laughs> little shagging wagon right <laughs> <laughs> this man's a rocking <laughs> that's what that's what you want to be doing it after 20 miles of running in the sweaty, sweaty van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do you guys like listen to music? Are you fighting over the radio? Like, <laughs> like just thinking about road trips. What happens? Singing 100, you know? ball, 100 balls of beer in the ball. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's it's the, so in the legs were so we did have an hour in the van once, but that was kind of uh, close to the middle of the night, and all of us were kind of passing out except for the driver and the person riding shotgun. Um, so we had some music on them, but the rest of the time when you're in the van, you're really just driving ahead a few miles and jumping out to cheer on the person that's coming up or stuff. So you're really not in the van all that much for a prolonged period of time. So there wasn't any kind of like fighting over music or anything like that. So. <laughs> Gosh, now I feel like all we got to decide is where we're going to do this. This sounds really fun. You're up. really Smash selling like it. Disney Ragnar, would that be like the most, in it was, it'll never happen, but wouldn't that? be like the most insane amazing thing ever 
Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, they, okay. they could start it up in, uh, you know, start it out in Daytona and have people run to actually Disney or something like that. That would be so cool. <laughs> or start at, like, the Vero Beach Resort. There you go, yeah. yeah. Oh, my and goodness. Finish in the Magic Kingdom or whatever. That would be yeah. awesome. That would be so cool. But I, I think, would definitely I think, be in for that. <laughs> I think Disney would be too kind of safety concerned, so they won't want people running on roads that yeah, aren't closed off. True. They'd think there's liabilities mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. So I could, I could never see them actually... Uh, <laughs> sign, sign it up to do something like that but Let's make sure we can keep races out in california first that's step one yeah i know right <laughs> yeah. but if anyone is on the fence about anything like this i would highly highly encourage doing it even even if once for the experience it was definitely uh something i would not not soon forget right well chris thank yeah, you so much do you, uh, have, any... uh, do you have instagram like someplace where you were posting pictures where can people find you if they want to see some pictures of your experience Sure. Um, it is CBSAV82 on Instagram. CBSAV82. Um, and I put up some pictures and stuff on there. So feel free to check them out. All the, all of us in our alien goodness. Sounds awesome. I'm... All right, Thanks. we'll put that in the show notes there. And I think I tagged I tagged Joyful Miles and a few of them too. So if you check out that. Yeah, I remember. And actually you posted, uh, you posted a bunch to the Joyful Miles Running Club, didn't you? I did as well, yep. So again, join the Joyful Miles Running Club and you can see Chris's photos. <laughs> Chris, any final thoughts about this uh, this race? Um, no, not at all. I'd say, you know, if you're you're comfortable running, like you said, uh, depending on, on what they are, check them out. You know, there's some shorter legs in these, some longer. If you hear anyone doing it, jump on a team. Don't be, uh, don't be afraid of it. And, you know, worst that can happen is you uh, fall asleep while you're running. <laughs> can't imagine that or happening. get eaten by bear <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I guess that would be terrible so yes I guess that could be the worst that could happen <laughs> well, right. congratulations yeah, thanks congr- for answering job. all our questions good stuff no problem. Um, thanks for coming on and sharing your story appreciate that and I'm going to see you in a few weeks before your big marathon we have before your big now. marathon yeah I know uh, we get the Boston half coming up to close out our medley year. Um, so that'll be fun. More hills. Woo-hoo. <laughs> when <laughs> that, is that? That mile 11 hill is going to feel like nothing anymore. I know. <laughs> October 8th. Oh, October 8th. So hopefully it'll be a little cooler by then. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, and there's the dog. And there's Clockwork. Just said, congratulations, Chris. That was an awesome job. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> a little psycho dog yeah well I think that's a, a good point to end uh, thank you again Chris for, for joining us and thank you all for listening uh, as always um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and also subscribe to our YouTube channel um, Laura is posting new videos all the time uh, especially wrapping up the Disneyland coverage still um, and there's still some blog posts going up from that race weekend uh, at thejoyfulmiles.com um, and again, you know, you can always reach out to us at Twitter and Facebook. If you ever have any comments or questions, we're going to be doing a question show, uh, I think next week, uh, or really soon. So, um, if you have any questions, please get them in and we'll try to answer them on the show or save it for a future show. We've actually gotten a couple of questions that make good show topics. So we may do that too, uh, branch out and, and do some separate topics, uh, off your questions. So we appreciate those. Uh, and we appreciate you. So, uh, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, and for Jackie, Lara, and our special guest, Chris, and myself, we want to thank you for listening this week. Have a joyful week, and see you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye, everyone. Chris, take us out. Joyful miles. Beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> that <was> gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, Rob, I just realized that I had been still recording from last night on OBS. You were recording all night? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's I have to pause you guys really for the notification and come up and say, we can't save this <laughs> file too hard. God, I, I haven't listened to mine yet. Hopefully my file is good because that would be a nightmare. If... <laughs> oh, we're going to be screwed if it's not. <laughs>